joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line, where you can get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit that local Sprint store near you for details. It's the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Gary Anderson. Coach, how are you? Hey, Coach. What's going on, guys? Uh, well, it's, you got it's jazz a good gear down there. You got a lot of, a lot jazz, of jazz gear. gear. I've actually already uh, jazz uh, gear, jazz girls, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. They were they weren't models. That term of model. It was, oh, can't. I got a little nervous. When I know there. when Han yeah. said it. I'm like, you yeah, can't take yeah. any of those with that, you. That, no, that, that threw me off a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we can find one of those for Nyborg. Maybe that would help. <laughs> I, I was going to say that, but you said it first. But, and Hans used the word. You know, I'm not going to say. I'm leaving alone, so there we go. Hey, you've had a few days to look at that film. Anything jump out at you differently than what you saw on Saturday against Air Force? Uh, I don't know if any really differently. Uh, obviously, we've got to get executing on offense, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You sit back, the number of plays was, um, you know, not good, uh, horrible, I guess you would say, uh, for the number of offensive plays we had. And, there's again, there's opportunity. We just have to be able to. Um, take advantage of those opportunities. When we do that, we're going to have a, an effective offense again, and we'll be able to take care of our business. And defensively, you know, Air Force uh, did a very, very nice job with their offense. Um, they've been firing on all cylinders. It's tough to stop, and, and we need to do a better job as a, as a coaching staff to help them and uh, help our players. And, you know, our players need to understand what that fight's all about. And that's kind of what you walked out feeling. Um, don't really feel much different than – we did when we walked out of that football game. But, you know, we got beat by a really good football team. We have to have our A game. And uh, we obviously did not do enough to win, and the credit goes to, to Air Force. So, so we have to look at it. We have to grow. Um, you know, and, and this team does that. They, they, they bounce back. But uh, it stings, and, and it should. It's, it should really sting when you get beat like that because we got beat badly. And, uh, you know, we have to be able to jump back and understand if you're going to beat a good Air Force team, you have to beat them with all three phases unless you're just able to score, you know, 40 to 50 points and hang in there with them, and then it's a, it's a crapshoot, um, you know, at least 35. But uh, if you're going to be less than that, you got to be on all three phases. So, Coach, when I see over 400 yards rushing from Air Force, it makes yeah. me think, man, there had to have been some mental errors. When you go back and you look at the leaks, where were they finding the lanes and, and what needs to be fixed there? Well, you know, I, th- I think the big thing is, is Air Force has definitely evolved um, in a positive way to force you, uh, from a scheme standpoint, to put people in traditionally positions where maybe they're not as comfortable with all their unbalanced scenarios and unbalanced situations, and those are coaching things that we need to look at in the in the in the future and be able to adjust to. And people have. Uh, you know, really, other than two games this year, people are having a, a very difficult time adjusting to it. And, um, you know, the model of uh, out there is usually when they play against, uh, you know, Army and Navy. And that's a really good model to look at. The problem is, is it's a very complicated model, and those kids play that all during spring ball. They played against each other in fall camp, obviously, and it's hard to get that done. So I think the biggest thing I would say on this, and I'm not, I will never put it back on the kids in any way, shape, or form, I'll put it right back on me, and I need to do a good job of making sure that I'm able to get the kids um, and and uh, as a defensive staff we're able to get the kids into a position to be able to uh, counteract a, a tremendous tremendous air force scheme that has grown over the last few years to uh, uh, to be highly productive and um, so when it's you know when it's bad it's it's on me and so I'll look at it and say I got to get it better uh, I'm not going to put it on the kids in any way shape or form they played hard they played physical and uh, you know it's, it's not good enough from our standpoint to be able to you know help them grow now the scheme is there it's we've played it in the past against it but uh you know it's 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 evolved to the point where we need to help our young men 
Um, not going to sit there and say that the kids did this or they did that. We will help them. Gary Anderson, head coach at uh, Utah State. Uh, several comments I heard you on with DJ and PK yesterday, and then, of course, in your press conference, and you mentioned that, that you, you want to be a little bit more hands-on with uh, offense, defense, and special teams. What does that entail, and, and what do you look forward to doing here in the next uh, few weeks? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, there's always a time. First of all, I'll say this. I think that uh, Boje and Al Lafawaho have done a tremendous job of, of uh Develop, not developing. There was a lot of older players in that defensive line room, but developing them. I guess I would say the relationships and the coaching, um, the way that you know I, I believe it needs to be. And not that I have all the answers over there either, but they're handling that room very, very well. So there's, I don't, I don't need to be in there. And if I have my choices, I want to be a head football coach, and I want to be able to move around through the rooms and move around the different sides of the football. But at the beginning of this year, I felt that was important, and you know it was constant at times. It was the outside linebackers and what. You know, whatever it may be, to be able to to help as needed. Um, and now I think it's important because I can. I can step back and and do what uh, you know I like to do the most, and that's, that's you know be involved in all areas, offense, defense, special teams. But most importantly, just you know be be there for the kids um, through the good and the bad, and and move through this week, through the next week, to the next week to keep the staff on task, keep the young men on task, and you know manage manage the football team. And I think that's a, a good place to be as a head coach. But you know, not that I said, oh, I'm going to walk in this room and I'm going to change this, and I've got these wonderful answers to be able to help us, you know, score 60 points a game. That's not it. But managing the football team and being with the kids is, is my ultimate job. And you know, last week is a tough week. It's a tough week to sit back and you know, kids need to have a stabilizing force and understand that. Hey, you know what? The coaches are there. They're battling our tails off with us. And uh, when it when it's when it's like that. Um, I think it's very, very important and vital from my standpoint that I look back and say, you know, that's that's on all of us. Um, and I look at myself the most and listen to us young men. We're going to grind and get back in this fight, and we're excited to go fight again. But, uh, you know, we, we need to take the responsibility and not put it on the kids. And that's hard to do when you're sitting in a position room sometimes. So, Coach, every three weeks I try to go through and look at all the in-state schools and their national standings and all the different categories, statistical categories. The one that blew me away was Utah State at number 130 in time of possession with 23 minutes. Talk about the time of possession and, and talk about what this team needs to do to try to increase that. And, and is that, you know, where, where, where ideally where would you like to be with this style offense in time of possession? Well, you know, what that it's a, it's a dramatic number. And um, it's a number that does not put you in a position, regardless of who you're playing, to win football games. Um, you know, we're, when, when you are wide open and you're playing with pace and it's effective and you're scoring points, you don't worry as much about um, the possession time. Uh, but that's who we need to be, and that's who we are, and we need to open and open it up and, and make sure that we do get drives that are consistently moving down the field, and we have not been able to do that. Um, for the last three or four weeks, you know, it wasn't like that against LSU. It wasn't. It wasn't like that against Nevada Reno, and it wasn't like that. Um, there was times at Reno that it was. Um, there was times, you know, even at LSU when we had an opportunity to do some things. And then last week, it it was not like that on the limited number of times we got the, our hands on the ball. So when you're a spread offense, you know, you're you're going to have a time of possession that can be swayed. But the problem, the bottom line is, is when you're a spread offense and you go fast, you have to make sure that you know that's that's uh, it's relative because you're scoring points, and that's that's where we've struggled. So. 
the key for us is to have drives that you know, are going to, going to be over two minutes, and that's our goal is to get that thing going, get four or five or six plays in, and then play fast and play with pace and get people tired. That's the goal of, of the spread offense. Now, you know, is, is we haven't been able to do that. We haven't done it well, and we need to do it. We need to get much better at it. If we do, the offensive production will flip. We'll score some points. Um, you know, we'll all be better off on all areas right now, but right now we're on the field way too much as a defense. If you look at over the, an, another stat on that is the number of snaps that we've actually played on defense. You know, there's teams in the country that we've played, you know, two more games on defense. If you just say it's 60, 70 snaps a game that you play on defense on a normal game, we've played more than, you know, we're at 10 games right now, I guess you would say, and some teams are sitting at six or seven games. And so it's a style. It's a style who we are right now. We always evaluate that and look at it. Um, difficult in the middle of the year to sit back and change it, but uh, we'll evaluate that as we go through time and make sure we're doing the best we can to, to help us um, move forward. And right now, it's getting the spread offense to be effective. You know, a lot of people look at the third down numbers and say, well, those that need to be better. And, and, you know, the answer to that is, well, obviously, yes. But I guess I, I w- would imagine that you want to be in a better position on those third downs. And that starts on what you do on first and second down. And a lot of times involves the running game. Uh, what can be done to kind of help out in those areas to try to get that up to speed to where it needs to be? Yeah, I think, you know, last last week we just sit back and I just chartered the Air Force game again. It looks like, you know, we, we it really in, in true terms and the number of plays we had again was extremely low, but we had we had 10 runs and, and they weren't horribly unproductive, I guess I would say, if you look at them as a whole, as a 10. Um, we had some decent things going in that scenario. There was a lot of times when it was the, um, you know, we threw it out to the bubble screens and the RPOs and some things that came with it that, you know, were... Uh, we're not we're not effective and so it's it's not necessarily running the ball effectively on first down it's being effective on first down and i think if we look at ourselves and understand who we are as a football team and that is the key as coaches sit back look at it understand who you are you're you're you can change some things but you're not going to trick yourself into wins and you need to make sure that we're doing what we can do to let the kids be productive in those settings and when i say that what is your personality what do you do best how do you get the ball in the hand of your playmakers now that's the challenge of the offense this week and that's what you know we're all looking for and quite frankly that's what has to happen um it doesn't matter to me at this point if it's handed to somebody if it's thrown to somebody uh, however it gets there at the end of the day this offense has got to be productive um and again that's all of us we all have to work to get it to be productive but it has to be productive for us to have a chance to continually reach any of the goals that we've set out there for this football team the great thing is those goals are still out there uh, but if it doesn't change, they won't be out there for long. And uh, that's that's just where we sit. So it's the run game, it's the throw game, it's the timing, it's the drops. It's a little bit more of the strain from the offensive lineman to just strain for one more second and give Jordan a little bit more time to throw that ball so he puts it on, you know, Seos or he puts it on Jordan or he puts it on Savon, wherever it may be, um, in the right spot instead of just being a little bit late because he's getting hit or he's got a hand in his face or whatever it may be. And, you know, receivers strain a little bit more on the route. I can go on and on and on. But right now, to me, our offense, if they strain a little bit more, and all of us, coaches, players, everybody, you'll see productive offense. But until then, um, you know, it's not productive. And uh, right now the case study is it's been very unproductive, and it must improve. 
Coach, I know anytime you go in to play a rival, it's like putting smelling salts under the nose. And I'm sure going back and looking at BYU versus Boise State is like putting smelling salts under did all the guys' Did you smell yourself when you were a player? I did. I did, did. absolutely. You did. You, do probably they not do use, that you, you probably still use them on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> do they not? Do you not use those on the side? The, 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 the things that you crack and about blows your brains out? Yeah, some of the, yeah, the, those things are still around some places. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 I'm sure they're still around. Well, yeah. it's got to be, you know, you go back and you look at the BYU-Boise State game. What what have you seen in that film, Coach, and, and what kinds of things are you expecting from BYU after that Boise State matchup? Well, you know, BYU made some uh, big plays on offense, and <laughs> that's that's the key. On offense, they made three gigantic plays, and that was 28-21 of their points, and they're well executed, and they're well planned out. Um, then, obviously, they had another score that allowed them to be able to win the game. Um, I saw a physical defense that's, you know, they're uh, – their gap sound. Eliza does a good job with those kids and, um, you know, how they run to the ball, how they play team defense. They played very, very well and in that game overall, in, in my opinion. Um, so it's, it's a B, and I don't want to say typical as a negative way. I th- if I say typical about a BYU team, that's a very positive statement as far as, you know, big, strong, tough kids are athletic, um, smart, play the game the right way. And, and, I, and I think they really enjoy playing football. And, you know, their, their football team has been through some ups and downs. And, you know, 99% of the football teams in the country have been through some ups and downs as they go through it and they seem to to handle those well and they come back and they battle and they fight the next week and I think that a lot of that credit goes to uh, the kids on the team and I think it goes to the kids on the team that have belief in in their head coach and their coaches and they're going to come back and fight every single week and and they really like the game so that's something that you know I personally I like to see Um, and their struggles and everybody oh we want to win every game I get all those things but uh, I see a football team that plays the game the right way um respectful to opponents but uh you know fight like crazy so it'll be a challenge uh, doesn't matter who what the quarterback is who's a quarterback they're they're good players and they've both proven that they can do some really good things back there it's the it's the whole not just the, the looking at the uh the one guy that may play the quarterback position on offense and uh, you know what i see on defense is what i told you earlier um sound do a good job kalani said he won't call you this week but will you bug him try to rattle that cage a little bit uh, yeah, because he said that, and now I will for sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely will shoot him some text messages. Text is on the way. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah don't, don't take yourself too serious, which I'm sure he doesn't. He'll be fine. <laughs> hey, Coach, where are we at with Jalen Warren? You know, early on in the year, he was a reliable 4.5 to 6.5 yard a carry guy, and I'm just curious to know where you're at with Jalen Warren. Well, obviously he's been, you know, he's been uh, – He's been banged up, and that's uh, that's been an issue. And so we'll try to. He missed a lot of that last game, and uh, you know he's he's missed some other games uh, since I believe it was Colorado State. That uh, you know he got dinged in there. So hopefully, just get him healthy. You know, that's the biggest thing is getting back, get him healthy, get him involved. Um, when you get the game, when you get the ball in his hands, he's a dynamic guy, um, especially when we get him in space. And you know the the biggest thing right now, and 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 Hans, you know this as well as anybody, you, you're going to get ganged up on. Um, in the run game, especially with a young offensive line that's continually working and grinding every day and working to get better, but you're going to ganged up. You're going to get ganged up in the run game real quick when you when you don't have production or your lack of production that we've had within the throw game, especially within the vertical um, throw game and the underneath throw game. So um, you know we're kind of ganged up in there. Uh, we got to get that loosened up. The best way to loosen that up is to have some success throwing the football. But you know Jalen is. I think he's a, an exceptional talent. Um, great kid and these uh, setbacks that he's had really hurt him which is um, 
just shows his competitiveness and toughness. So hopefully we can get him back healthy and get him going because uh, we, we need him desperately. Yeah, which down. Wright's a great player too, but yeah. uh, you, know, you need two or you need at least two of those guys. Yep. Uh, taking you down memory lane a little bit, I remember Chucky Keaton once saying that he committed after attending that game you got against BYU you know, a bunch of years ago when DeAndre Burrell was playing a quarterback. And um, I guess you know the atmosphere of this game is always ramped up a little bit higher when it's BYU. Can this individual game make a difference when it comes to recruiting uh, certain particular athletes, whether in-state or out-of-state? Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's a great question. I would say now I don't think one game is going to sway a recruit to say, hey, I'm going to come here, I'm going to go there, I'm going to do this, or going to do that. I think that, you know, Chucky, that was a, a, an extremely unique situation where he had, you know, some uh, limited opportunities where he could he could go. He saw this what where it was going. I think he saw a senior quarterback playing, had an opportunity to come in and play. There's a lot of things that came into play in that scenario. It's awesome that that game swayed him and say, hey, I want to be here to see that crowd and be part of that and that atmosphere. And any time, you know, that uh, – uh, that takes place after however many years it was that it never happened before. That's a very extreme, unique situation that obviously swayed him in a very positive way. Um, to say that one game now uh, with Utah State or, quite frankly, with BYU or any program that's you know fairly established, I don't think that that's going to say, oh, I'm going there because of that three-hour moment. It's the And I would hope not. I would hope it would be the sum of the program that would um, bring someone in and say, hey, this, 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 this whole thing is, from an academic standpoint, a social standpoint, cash Valley, Utah State University, the players, all those things. Is that's why I'm going to Utah State, not just three hours in, in a stadium. Although um, I hope it's a special moment for some guys that we got on campus this week. We'll see. I did a lot of barking with the LSU scheduling. It, it was irritating to me to watch Utah State have to take a break from conference play, and I'm now I'm looking at BYU stacked all the way down in the middle of the season. Just the placement of BYU on this year's schedule, is this where you'd like it to be, Coach? Would you like it to move back to conference weekend, or is this something that you don't mind seeing throughout the next couple years? Well, I like I like it on conference weekend if that's where we're going to place it. Um, you know, I think that's a that's a good place for it. And you know, scheduling is crazy these days. Uh, the ability to get them, get teams in the front end. If I had it my way, way perfectly, we'd play them all in the front end and uh, all of our non-league games in the front end, and then you know, play them and play a couple league games, have a bye about midway, and then go through the rest of the season and only have one bye. But uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't control that. But this game, I think. Um, on conference weekend is is a good place to have it if we can get it there um, and and keep it. Uh, but it's you know I that th- those are set out so far ahead uh, right now. You know it's, there's what five six years those things are, are headed out there. So I'll be uh, what 61 going on 42 when that happens. <laughs> so away we go. Well, coach, appreciate your time. Looking forward to catching somebody again later on the week. Uh, thanks for your time as always. Thanks, coach. Okay, guys, have a terrific week. Go Aggies. It's Gary Anderson, head coach at Utah State, right here on the uh, right here on ninety seven five twelve eight of the zone.